Your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back into our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now, here is the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome, everybody. All right, today we're talking about this funny little thing called a covert narcissist. And, you know, if you're going to picture somebody that you would classify as a narcissist, you might think of someone who's oh, maybe grandiose, attention-seeking, arrogant. Also, that's also known as overt narcissism, which is an obvious narcissist. However, there's this one, this other one, this it's less obvious type of narcissist as well. It's called a covert narcissist. And that means we don't understand that they're a narcissist right off the bat. And so what's really interesting is these type of narcissists may show fewer outward hallmarks of the disorder, which makes them more challenging to identify, but they still have an excessive need for attention, admiration, and generally a lack of empathy for anyone else. And so, you know, let's just try to break it down. What What is this thing called a covert narcissism? It's also referred as vulnerable narcissism. And it's been described as as more silent and subtle variation of narcissism. And this type of narcissist shares the same overarching traits of the personality disorder, an inflated sense of self, a lack of empathy for others, an excessive need for admiration and attention, but manifests these traits in a much less obvious way. So people with overt narcissism, that's the more obvious narcissist, they tend to display a high level of self-esteem, extroversion, while those with covert narcissism tend to have a lower sense of self-esteem, which may result in a defensiveness, feelings of insecurity, self-consciousness, still covert narcissists maintain an inflated sense of self and a lack of empathy for others. To hear uh, any narcissist apologize or take accountability for anything is like uh, worse than it's, it's almost impossible to get. It, it'd also be like having an act of Congress actually take place. That is how hard it is to get a narcissist to actually take accountability for anything they do. You know, further, covert narcissism is found to have a higher correlation with introversion and neuroticism, whereas overt narcissism is generally more correlated with extroversion and higher levels of agreeableness. They may... Uh, be varying levels of self-awareness between covert and overt narcissists. And in practice, you know, in looking at that, people with overt narcissism may not have any awareness or insight into their behavior. And those with covert narcissism, however, can actually be capable of empathy to some degree and have a conscious, even if only for a limited time. So they have it to offer. It's just that they don't offer it that much. You know, and the exact cause of covert narcissism remains unknown. But we know that narcissism really in itself comes from a childhood where you were neglected. 
and where your parents didn't find you to be very important and you were ignored and had to parentify yourself. And by doing that, you discovered that everything you did was correct because nobody really cared but you. And so you determined that all of your thoughts, all of your feelings make you a god. I can make any choices and I'm always right because nobody else does the work but me. So that's what comes in childhood. So they think they're really, really, really smart people. And some of them actually are. Sadly, they have to put themselves above everyone else. And their sensitivity to the trauma that they had in childhood is not spoken that much, but it is lived through their behavior, meaning that they do not connect closely with other people. And what's really strange about narcissism, both overt and covert, is when they get in a relationship, they want to get into it right away. They want to get committed right away into that relationship because they want that person tied to them before they know that narcissism will be seen by that partner. They also have to have time to, uh, during that honeymoon phase, to basically groom their partner to be a, uh, a codependent because that's what they're most attracted to. They need to have the frame around the picture, somebody whose whole life is about them. That's what they seek in partners so that there's no other air in the room but their personality. There's no other decisions but to be made but by them. And environmental factors like stress and childhood experiences, including negative interactions or excessive praise, are suggested as possible also causes that can lead to narcissistic personality disorder and other potential Factors include personality, temperament, neurobiology, which is the connection between how someone thinks and how they behave. So what are the signs of a covert narcissist? And we're going to spend a lot of time on this so that you can break this thing out and really come to understand it. They display the same core traits as the overt narcissist, the, the, the most obvious ones. We've already said that. But they also display varying indications of covert narcissism. One of them is being passive-aggressive, meaning they're always giving you one statement, but underneath that statement is another judgment or inferment about you. So what they want to do is they want to tear everybody down around them into broken pieces so that those people can be put together by the narcissist and their frame of their life around them, the narcissist wants to make sure is created by the narcissist so that they will serve them through the rest of their lives. Introversion is a part of covert narcissism, and it's found to correlate highly with introvert being introverted. So this diverges from overt narcissism, which usually involves more grandiose displays and extroverted behavior rather than acting as a brash, direct way. The covert narcissist may display a quieter sense of superiority, appear more reserved, appear more confident, also appear more friendly. And unfortunately, they throw that image out there and some people bite on that and then they find, oh my God, I'm my life it has a monster in it. And those with covert narcissism may have a tendency to, to feel like the victim. They love to be victims. All narcissists want to be victims. You did this to me. They did this to me. You'll never hear them say, I did this. Yeah, you just won't do that. I statements are impossible for a narcissist. I'm not saying impossible, and I'm using extremes here, but the bottom line is it's not very common for them to use an I statement. But you and they, 
That is a big one for them. They want to demonize anybody that they don't agree with. Also, they hate other narcissists. So what they will do is they know, because they know what a narcissist is instinctually, and every time that person, that narcissistic person gets on their radar, they develop what's called narcissistic rage for the narcissist. Now that we've got competition. So as we see people, especially like during the elections, a lot of our politicians are narcissists, as they love to blow up on each other because they themselves are a narcissist. They know how to call out a narcissist. And they will go to any measure to have that rage. They will go to any measure to make sure that everyone views them as a victim. So here's the other thing about covert narcissists. They're more likely to display that narcissistic rage, a tendency towards hostility and anger. They love to tear people's lives down. They like to do it uh, covertly, though. They want to do it under the radar. What they want to do is steadily trash a person until that person's life is completely destroyed. They get great gratification out of tearing people down, including the people who love them. And they, they're also uh, more likely to stay on the sidelines and watch as they do the damage. They get great pleasure from that. More passive-aggressive interactions are a part of their culture. That means that they're always delivering two messages. Not always, but they're often delivering two messages in the same statement. And so you have to look out for that and go, does this, people, does this person speak out of two sides of their tongue? Are they telling me one thing and inferring another? Do I always feel bad when I'm around that person? Do I always feel negative when I'm around that person? And if you do, I suspect you've either got, a, you probably got a covert narcissist in your presence. Also, gaslighting. We all know this is the biggest trait of a narcissist. It's a form of psychological manipulation, and it causes a victim to question their, their perceptions, their thoughts, their memories. You're the crazy one, is basically a statement. You did this. You did that. It's your fault. You, 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 you. They love to take whatever they hate about themselves and project it on other people's lives, especially the people they live with. And so the hallmark covert narcissist tactic, they have a tendency to project the blame on other people that they, in fact, can be actually responsible for or actually have the same quality that they're attacking. And so they use uh, what are called uh, 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 hostile jokes. And they uh, may prefer to fall back on avoidance tactics rather than deal with conflicts directly. So they're, they're kind of sneaky. They're not going to do the full-blown attack right off the bat. They're going to use any other means to try to get to somebody, including a whole army of people that they try to align to their victimology. So the gaslighting is, is, is projecting blame. You know, nothing quite makes sense. You know when you're being blamed and you know when you're not to be responsible for what you're being blamed, but their job is to convince you that they, that you are responsible for whatever they're blaming you for, no matter what. They are the judge, the jury, and the jailer. You also have to look internally. If, you, if your reaction to a person is basically being gaslighted, surprised, shocked, this is going on, oh my gosh, they think of that of me? This is really what I am? Is this really who I am? You know, we get so brainwashed by narcissists that we have a tendency to believe we are what they think we are rather than who we think we are, who we know we are. If you're going to be around narcissists, especially covert narcissists, you need to be confident and strong and not buy into their crap. 
you know, as with anything toxic in your life, you need to take them in dribs and drabbles. You do not want to take a full drink of them into your life and commit yourself to being tied to that person in every possible way. Even if you're married to a narcissist and you don't want to get divorced, I get it. But you also have to have degrees of their influence on your life rather than to be the only influence on your life. You have to realize that when you're dealing with a narcissist or someone whose narcissistic traits are coming out at the time, you're not going to get very far with reasoning with them. You just have to set boundaries. You cannot reason with someone when they're a state where all they care about is themselves. That's just not going to happen. You know, while an individual is in that very selfish state, the narcissist has a tendency to try to show themselves making a logical decision when they're emotional. And this is the problem. They have very low self-esteem. And what happens is narcissists tend to be very judgmental. And so they make a lot of emotional decisions. And then afterward, they're too proud to take them back, too proud to say they made a mistake. And so they justify, 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 finding logic, finding reasons that you made me do this. You made me decide. If you didn't want this, if they didn't want that, that's the why I had to make this choice. So they will make logic of stupid, emotional, impulsive decisions. If you want to have a good life, make decisions based on reason, not reactions. Reason, not reactions. Okay. If you're struggling to deal with a covert narcissist, or if you suspect you might be a person with covert narcissism, God forbid you'd be listening to this, but it might be wise to seek some help. You know, work with a mental health professional who can teach you more about what to expect from the disorder, how to set limits, how to set boundaries in relationships. If you have no other choice to it to be raised by a narcissist, especially a covert narcissist, you need to learn how to deal with that at a young age before they for help develop your kind of thinking for your adult life. You do not want to be like them or have to live as a reaction to them. You want to learn how to set boundaries early and often. That is the healthy thing to do, and narcissism is not hard to find out. You walk in a room, your instinct tells you, yuck, ooh, charming person, but something's wrong, and guess what? That is your intuition telling you, beep, 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 there's a personality disorder over there. Stay as far away from that as possible. If the other person's behavior triggers anxiety, depression, misplaced guilt, or a loss of self-esteem, that means they're hitting your weak points and you're not going to change them. But getting professional help can make it so you're not as vulnerable to feeling badly when they act out. So here is a statement to a narcissist. You know, I'm sorry you feel that way. Well, it's sad you think like that. Well, I understand. I hear what you're saying. I get it. Okay, so this is what you think of me. You basically just take what they say and validate it. You know, that's a good point. Okay, but that doesn't mean you agree with them. As long as you can do that, you are setting at least a little bit of space between you and the narcissist. So flamboyant overt narcissists, the obvious narcissists, can make, uh, are pretty easy to identify. But the covert narcissist, well, it's a little different. So here's some signs. You know, you have to recognize these personality traits. In, and it, it's more than just obvious appearances, past common assumptions and expectations. 
For this reason, covert narcissists is more difficult to spot. And it can take years to recognize that if someone you think uh, you know well. But the good news is that once you become aware of the patterns and the signs of covert narcissism, you aren't likely to miss them again. Another thing that is also related to narcissism is the borderline personality. These people much operate like a covert narcissist and an overt narcissist. They tend to create chaos everywhere they go. They want the whole world to be crazy so that nobody sees the fact that they are. They love to use people as puppets and create drama in every possible way. And they also love to lead with their own crazy sexuality. Okay, so number one, covert narcissist is a personality disorder. It's called narcissistic personality disorder. It's usually passive aggressive. So think of passive aggressive, passive in what they say, aggressive in what they mean. Passive in what they say. And they always say, well, that's not what I said. No, but you meant this. Oh, that's not what I meant. This is what I said. So they always land back on what they say, but not what they mean. And that's the passive aggressive crazy maker part of an a covert or overt, excuse me, covert uh, narcissist. Also, they criticize and they judge from the sidelines. They're whiners. They will suck the soul straight out of your body. They criticize and poke and prod. If we want to walk through life and poke and prod and judge the world, that's pretty easy to do because we're all flawed, period. More flaws than there are good. But you see, the fact is they don't look for good. They look for all of the world's flaws so they never have to look at their own flaws. That's narcissism. It's also, you know, they think they're condescending. They, they love being superior. So they look at everybody else as idiots. And if they don't think they're idiots, they're going to make them look like idiots because that's what they do. They want everybody to be below them, everybody to be less than them, everybody to be less intelligent than they are. So the covert narcissist as a part of a family will always want to be the head of the family by the way they define everybody else. And everybody else doesn't want to stir up their crap because they're scared of them because they don't like them because they don't want the, the, the conflict. And by the way, covert narcissists look for people who are stupid, people who make or are, are impulsive, people who like to laugh, people who enjoy life. They love those kind of people because they take chances and they can pick them apart a lot easier than they can a highly intelligent person. So and I'm not saying the person with them is not highly intelligent. I'm saying they usually have more spirit, more freedom, more sense of living in faith and living in faith in people and living in faith in their outlook on people. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to pull up some more signs that you can identify the overt, excuse me, covert narcissist. So come back. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell 
at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about these covert narcissists. You know, here's another identifying factor, and it's really hard for us to pick up on it. But if you really step back and look, you'll see. When somebody is upset, when they're having a hard time, and they're having a difficult emotional moment, like losing their parent, losing somebody important to them, trying to process a loss of a job, the covert narcissist will actually one-up your emotional experience and make it theirs. They will actually take away your ability to feel and display and embellish your feelings and process your feelings. And what in turn they will do is they'll turn it into them being a victim. Their feelings are more important. What they're going through, they will one-up you. They will one-up you as a victim every single time. And that's what's really frustrating about an overt narcissist and even some, excuse me, a covert narcissist and even some overt narcissist is they will take your emotional experience away and devalue it. Your feelings are not as important. The other thing is they hide behind cynicism and sarcasm. They're very snarky. So what they'll do is they will make a snarky joke. Oh, it was just a joke. I was just joking. Yeah. Well, when you hear them say that a lot, you know, it was just a joke. That's I was just they're not taking accountability. They're hiding behind their cynicism and their sarcasm, thinking that they're awfully witty, even though they may have taken you and torn you to the core. They don't care about that. They care about how they appear. So their appearance is more important than anybody else's appearance around them. Now, are they going to dress in the coverts? Are they going to dress in a big, flashy way? No, but they're going to find ways that they can get attention. Maybe they'll volunteer to be the center of attention. Maybe they'll be the one uh, uh, pouring coffee out in the lobby during church or something like that. You know, basically, they're going to have to be on center stage serving and doing something really, really good. But do they really care? No, they're there for how they appear. Also, they tend to belittle and blame people, and they exploit and attack other people's vulnerabilities. They love vulnerabilities, and they will rip those people's vulnerabilities apart. If you're disabled, if you don't think quickly, if you stutter, if, if you're late, if uh, you're, you say something disrespectful, if you say something they don't agree with, they will take that and they will attack you and twist you into a pretzel. They will take your words and twist them in any possible way that will make them feel more important than you are. They also are very reactive to questioning and criticism. Um, they cannot stand to have their intellect challenged because through their childhood, they were always right. 
and they're always right because that's what they surround themselves with people people who seek them for their wonderful morals and intelligence well no they're turds just like everybody else they need to live in the backyard you know that's where the turd belongs but unfortunately these turds sit in the middle of your house and never get flushed so you know what we have to understand is they also play on people's sympathies they play on what you care about and they will diminish whatever you care about oh you know your mom said all kinds of terrible stuff about you oh your sister you know she really was like this don't you remember when she said this to you don't you remember when this happened you know they will pick out every little thing that people have done in your life and diminish your ability to feel for empathy or concern or compassion for other people they also stonewall and withhold so stonewalling means that they build a wall up and they don't talk to you they just sit back and hide behind their little grisly little wall and they never come out and they do that because they want you to come to them and beg them to come back to you no you don't do that you kick the wall down and say you're either going to grow up and have a conversation or you're going to sit back here and wither away because i'm not dragging your ass back into life the other thing is they, they avoid uh, introspection and they lack self-awareness if you want to see them searching for knowledge, they're only going to search for knowledge that will be biased research that basically will reinforce any perspective that they have. Bias research is all they understand. They don't care about facts. They don't care about honesty. All they care about is something that will reinforce what their belief is, and they will point that out even though 99% of the other information says different. So they hide behind themselves, they hide behind their knowledge, they hide behind their bias research, and then they display it and live in it all day long as if that is what it really is. Here's the truth. Narcissism is about how you want the world to see and filter who you are. That means you create a persona. The problem is that people that have narcissism of any kind lack soul. They lack the ability to have compassion for others and compassion for themselves. That is what the soul does. It has no other language but compassion for you, compassion for itself. It doesn't care if you're a mass murderer. It doesn't care if you're a bad parent. It doesn't care if you got fired. It doesn't care if you have no money. It doesn't care if you live on the streets. The soul doesn't care. It's the universal language, and that's what, if you think about it from a Christian's perspective, that's what Jesus did. He was a soul living a human life. We are humans living a life with a soul. And many people who have narcissism forget there is a soul, don't even know what it is. But they certainly don't tap into that because they can't. They're too busy trying to put a picture of who they want you to see them as. These guys are also big time gossips. Some of the dumbest people in the world, all they'll talk about is other people. They don't talk about ideas. They don't talk about things that are important. They don't talk about really important things that could help others. They just want to talk about other people. You know, that's a sign of a lack of intelligence and huge insecurity. It's also a deep sign that an indicator, if they're a gossip, it's an indicator they're a narcissist, a covert narcissist at least. They're also envious and vengeful at the same time. So they'll bring something close. And then they will kill it. They'll bring you in, and then they kill it, just like they do with the codependents. They're charming. They're the the the, the greatest person you ever met. And then the uh, codependent thinks, "Oh my God, 
what a wonderful person. Look at all the great things they do. Look at what a wonderful thing. And then all of a sudden they discover they're in the spider web of a narcissist. And so they bring you in only to kill you. And that means your spirit. They also prefer to remain behind the scenes. That's the covert narcissist. They're always behind the scenes because they don't want to take accountability for anything that happens. They also hold grudges constantly. They have they, they cut people off in their life all the time. Don't talk to them. I'm never going to talk to them again. I'll never talk. They, they, they can have somebody in their life that brings total joy and beauty to their life. They have a bad transaction. They'll hold that grudge for the rest of their life. They also tri tri uh, triangulate. Now, what is that? Well, that's two against one. So they'll align maybe your child against the other spouse. And then the child and the narcissist will triangulate to battle the codependent spouse and make them look bad. So they use other people, use other things to build their case and, and basically have their posse to destroy you. They also have double standards. God forbid, everything they complain that somebody else does, I can guarantee you they've done it in their own life. And that's sad, but they don't take accountability. Also, losing, holy cow, that's not in the cards, not for a narcissist. They will not lose. They will cheat before they lose. They also fixate on everybody else's problems, everybody else's misfortunes. They also flatter and they fawn to win favor, but they could care less. They don't really mean what they're saying about you. You may think they are because they're really good at it. But the truth is they don't believe it. It's inconsistent. It's how they get you to come closer, and then they will destroy you. They also display rage and contempt in private. They're very angry people in private. And then they go out in public, and they're very charming. And so it's really weird. You're like, that's got to be the most wonderful person in the world to live with. And then you find out they're an absolute monster behind closed doors. They also avoid direct responsibility. If anything fails in this life, it is never going to be my fault. I am always going to have a way to point to somebody else for whatever fails in my life. That is how they operate. They also rush to false intimacy. So they will bring people closer to them sexually or whatever. They'll take, take risks in that way. And they do that in order to actually get that person to have that chemical uh, connection with them. They get the chemical connection and they forget to see the forest for the trees. They forget the facts about what they're really, really, really working with. They also cross normal boundaries and codes of conduct. They're sneaky. They're not ethical. They are right on the line. Always on the line of ethics and law, on the line. They will push it to the line. If not past the line, they will get uh, get away with whatever they can get away with. God forbid you give them a law or a rule. They will break it just because you told them what to do. They're also prone to paranoia and conspiracy theories. So they will play into all kinds of things to build their case about what the world is, what politics are, who stole the election, whatever. They, they'll go into all that crap, and they do it all the time to reinforce their need to be right and their need to get attention. They also uh, 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 poke and prod and pry. They are very persistent. When they're emotional about something, they will go after you like crazy. They're just like a, a dog wanting, you know, a rabid dog. They will just go after you and after you and after you, and they never stop until they feel like they've won. 
That's how they work. They also feel special through association. Oh, well, I go to this church, or I work at this company, or I do this, or I've done this for my children. Nobody else does this. Look at the car I drive. Look at the house I live in. They live like that. They live like to be seen, to be admired. That's what they think the world is, uh, owes them. They also uh, 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 expect to be taken care of in their life. And what's so funny is people that live without integrity eventually will lose anybody in their life that would want to take care of them. People who do not value integrity, like your friendly neighborhood narcissist, overt or covert, will eventually end up in a nursing home by themselves unless some you know, bleeding heart idiot wants to spend their life trying to help them to their end. But basically what happens is they've alienated so many people in their life that nobody wants to come around them anymore. And now they're old and worthless and angry and they expect to be taken care of. And so what do they do? They send you nasty passive aggressive emails and they rage at you and they send you all kinds of texts and voicemails and any way they can connect with you just to tell you how awful you are for leaving them alone not taking any accountability for the horrible steamrolling they did through their whole life of anybody and everybody in their way. Like the overt narcissist, the covert narcissist actually fails to develop emotional empathy, self-awareness, a stable sense of identity, self-esteem in childhood. They don't know who the hell they are. They're a floating target. And they both feel defective, and they cope with underlying insecurity and shame by repressing the feelings, adopting a grandiose persona inward or outward, a delusion of superiority, an entitlement that they constantly assert at the expense of those around them. And although covert narcissists avoid the spotlight, they prefer passive-aggressive means of controlling others, how they're seen, what they drive, what their kids do. What kind of clothes they wear? How much activity are they at the school? How much influence they have on the people who influence their lives? That's what they do. They will push, 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 push. It's all about them. It's all about how they appear. But no, they might not be grandiose enough to be the host of the party. But they sure will crash the party and make it all about them. When we hear that someone is a narcissist, we often imagine them as being overly assertive, outwardly aggressive. Well, there's a huge difference between aggressive and assertive. So assertive means that I'm going to state my point. You know, I feel like this. When you say this, this really hurts me. That means I'm going to state my emotions rather than demonstrate. However, with a narcissist, they are aggressive. They want to hurt you so that you will not hurt them. They'd rather get the first punch, the second punch, and the last punch before you ever have a chance to punch. And so this inward form of narcissism, the covert narcissist, uh, may cause people to be more sensitive to criticism. And so they cannot stand anybody to criticize them. They will over-explain any stupid emotional point of view that they have. They will over-explain it. And here's the funny thing about people. People that are confident are silent. People that are insecure use verbosity and words. And we have to understand narcissists are very much about their words, too many words, about their feelings, too many feelings. Confident people do not require the spotlight. There is nothing wrong in this life with being confident. 
Confident means you're an expert at something and people can seek you to help them because you took the time to get the knowledge that they need to help their life. Whether you're an auto mechanic, a plumber, a doctor, a lawyer, whatever it is, be that and be confident. But don't be cocky and don't be grandiose. Unfortunately, people will put themselves into those jobs and actually take on the narcissistic role in that in that avocation of what they do in life. You know, it's a covert narcissism, which once again is called vulnerable narcissism, is more introverted side of uh, narcissistic personality. They're, you know, what they're going to do is they use their insecurities as a defense mechanism and their self-importance while hyper-focusing on their need for attention. They know that they are not experts. They know that they are a sensitive person. They know that they're insecure, but they don't want the world to see that. They'd rather the world see its own insecurities than actually see them because they feel like they're going through life without a net, alone, because that's what they had to do when they were a child because their parents were such turds that they didn't raise them. You know, there's 50% of the people that are out there that are parents are breeding stock. The other 50% are actually parents. A lot of us have been raised by breeding stock. Unfortunately, two pairs of breeding stock is usually what raids a narcissist. So, you know, the, the, what's covert narcissism is dangerous. It's a little more difficult to manage because it's not so obvious. But, you know, it, it's really important to understand they're not loud. They're snarky. They're got mixed signals. They use passive aggressive statements. They mean something and fur things and everything that they say. They're always poking back at the world and anyone around them. Nobody feels good about themselves or feels safe when they're in the company of a narcissist. Nobody feels respected when they're in the company of a narcissist because narcissists are only there for themselves all the time. They will talk over you. They will talk under you. They will do things without asking you. They will simply ignore you. They will think that they're right and they don't have to hear anybody else in the world. And like overt narcissism, covert narcissism also may have roots to genetics, childhood trauma, and learned behavior picked up by parents that are breeding stock, as I said before. People often have the misconception that narcissists are being mean just to be mean. That's not quite what's happening. Covert narcissism do struggle a lot, and it comes from a place of feeling very alone and very bad about themselves, but they're trying to have their needs met by doing unhealthy things. They also have uh, some really telltale traits that we've talked about earlier. The lack of uh, empathy, the overinflated uh, sense of self-importance by all the great things that they've done for everybody else in the world, but they could care less about everybody else in the world. A need for excessive admiration, a sense of entitlement, surrounding yourself with superficial relationships, getting yourself, uh, uh, fortunately, what they really, really, really want is they want somebody who's rich and codependent. That's what they want. Rich and codependent because now they have endless resources to waste for the rest of their lives. They also hyper-focus on fantasies of grandeur. And they will actually believe their own crap. 
they will believe their own bias research, and that's what makes them dangerous. They, they also uh, they struggle with some of the the, the other traits, you know, because uh, like uh, sensitivity to criticism or, or difficulty fitting in. They always have to fit in or belong by something that they do, so that everybody owes them something. That's another indicator of a covert narcissist. You know, a lack of empathy is hard for someone with covert narcissism to step into other people's shoes. They just can't do it. They can do it briefly. They can do it for moments if it's going to benefit them. But it has to benefit them. That's their main modality. All right, we're going to take another break. We're going to come back and talk a little bit more about how this thing works and then how they can be healed and how you can cope with the covert narcissist in your life. Come back. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Unravel the mysteries of metaphysics every week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Join host Barb Crowley as she and her insightful guest share what's been learned behind the veil, going just beyond our five senses. Now you can see things with an entirely different point of view. Tune in for Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil, broadcasting live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Use it to explore your advantage and deeper understanding. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about these nasty little covert narcissists in our lives the world's full of them but you know it's really important what's really another trait that covert narcissists tend to work with is they tend to rely on self uh, depreciation when it works for them meaning that they'll put themselves down or they'll use negative second self-talk about themselves but it's really not what they really mean about themselves they don't really don't believe what they're saying what they're trying to do is get sympathy and attention 
And so that's why they do that. You know, oh, my God, I look awful today. Or, oh, that wasn't a very smart thing to say. Or, you know, I'm just so stupid or I'm such a loser. You know, they'll do that because they know that they're around people that will reinforce their positives. And so they're always looking for that kind of attention, but they're doing it in in a very covert way. If they're putting themselves down, they're putting themselves down to get the benefit of sympathy. Never, ever, ever forget that. The other thing is they don't like to take a compliment. If you give them a compliment, oh, no, I'm not that. Oh, no, oh, I can't. And that's because they want you to just keep pouring the sugar on them. They don't take compliments because they want to get more compliments, and they think that's what's going to do it. If you are a confident human being in this life, you go, thank you. You don't put people through Chinese torture trying to give you a compliment. Just say thank you and shut up. You know, nobody cares. Just be nice. If somebody's going to be nice enough to give you a compliment, thank you. That's all you have to do. You don't have to go through this, oh, no, oh, no, not me. I'm not. That's so stupid and childish. But that's what these covert narcissists do. They also are filled with anxiety and depression. And, and, and um, this is more common with the coverts. The, 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 though it may seem disingenuous, and performative if someone becomes overly expressive about their depression and anxiety for these reasons it doesn't make their depression and anxiety any less important than other people's experiences but to them it is the only major flaw that they have and that depression and anxiety has caused them to do all the bad things that they've done it's not them that's done it it's not their accountability it's that god awful depression and anxiety that did it to them you know and so they use that as an excuse to get away with all kinds of crap and that's another thing that these covert narcissists do they appear more humble about their self importance but they still crave admiration and attention and boy oh boy You know, they use these softer tactics that get the kind of attention and reassurance of their talents, their skills, and their accomplishment. You know, if you cook dinner for someone, they may be eagerly awaiting compliments or gratitude for putting forth so much effort into the thoughtful act of cooking. However, when you don't receive those compliments, you may end up feeling inadequate and underappreciated. You know, covert narcissism, they also all have this altruistic quality of wanting to go way above and beyond. And they do that to get attention, to make you think that they are such a great person because of the great thing that they did. You know, they'll contribute to a charity beyond what everybody else contributes. They're altruistic in their thoughts and so giving, but you have to understand they're doing it to get their name on it. They're not doing it to help anybody. They're doing it to make themselves look good. You know, when you consider someone's motivation behind the acts of service, covert narcissists may be doing these things for praise, admiration, or just to get ahead in life. That's what they do. They hide behind the scenes and they'll do something altruistic so that it takes the possibility of you criticizing them away. Instead of coming from a genuine place of wanting to help, they may be doing these things to seek attention and gratitude and appear as they're a really great person. And so, you know, calling out covert narcissism is very difficult, but it starts with being mindful. 
and behavior patterns and paying attention to the gut feeling, your intuition that you have when you're working with these turkeys. The covert narcissism wants to explain away their actions, dismiss it by giving themselves an out. And they may say they were just having a bad day or that's not really who they are or I'm just depressed and anxious. You know, they're just going to hide behind that crap. And this is the kind of mess that they slip over themselves. And you have to be careful to understand that if you can't call it out, you don't have to pay attention to it. You don't have to honor it. You don't have to give it power. Don't give their tactics power. Walk away. Silence. Validate. Understand. But do not agree. Do not join them. You step away and observe them. And as long as you do that... You are preying on their own insecurities, and they're going to wobble them, wobble them, wobble until they realize that they can't influence you anymore, and then they back off. And that's how you get healthier. You have to set up healthy boundaries. It's like with kids. If you're going to go, no, or no, 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 I told you no, you know, that, that means there's a yes because you're working so hard to say no. There's a yes underneath it. That's what the covert narcissist looks for. They look for how you say no, not the no itself. So if you're going to say no, go, nope. Well, but, but no means no. Flat and straight. You do not have to explain yourself. And the other thing about living with people uh, with narcissism is that you feel like you have to live apologetically. I'm sorry I'm alive. I'm sorry I make all this money. I'm sorry I bought this house for you. I'm sorry you have that Rolls Royce in the driveway. I'm so sorry. You know, God forbid you give to yourself if you live with this covert narcissist. They have to be the most powerful thing in the room. But if you're smart, you create boundaries and you do for yourself. And you don't do for yourself apologetically. You take care of yourself. You make choices for yourself that are healthy. You don't buy into all their crap. You can hear it, but you don't have to agree with it. You also have to work with a therapist if you can, because they can help you understand how to navigate around these turkeys. And you may have to step back completely and cut off contact with someone, the more extreme cases of, of how they are, because they're such a crazy maker. You being in a relationship with a covert narcissist will forget who the hell you are. You lose your person because you're so busy trying to accommodate their crap. And that's a sad thing, but you have to have boundaries and you got to be smart if you're going to be around these people. It's one thing to call them out and go, oh, you're a narcissist. Well, people throw that term around all day long, every day. Some people that get it and some people that are narcissists and some people that aren't. It's usually a narcissist that's accusing a narcissist, by the way. And so, you know, covert narcissists. You know, a co a co a cognitive behavioral therapy may be the best resource for the person having to receive them, having good boundaries, but also understanding that you may have to just terminate. And that just may have to happen so that you can recover and become your own person without living apologetically under the narcissist's umbrella. If you're going to heal from this stuff, you know, it means you have to not give it power. You have to understand that I'm a good person, I'm a confident person, and I don't need to hear it from that turkey as to who I am or what I am. I believe what I am, and they can either get on board or not. I'm not going to use them as a source of my 
uh, understanding of who I am. I'm not going to use them as a way to reflect what they want me to be responsible for within themselves, which is their own negative traits projected on me. I'm not going to be that person. I'm not going to be, I'm not, if they're calling me something, I have to realize they're saying that about themselves, not about me. It's about them. It's always about them. And you have to understand that if you want to be sane in a relationship with a covert and even overt narcissist, you know, they're going to play the victim. They're vindictive. They will present signs of grandiosity and they will take like a really cool vacation that you spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on and they will blow it up right in the middle, right in the middle, right when you're stuck. As soon as they figure out they've got power. They will take full advantage of it because they're vindictive turkeys. And you got to realize they do this all the time. This is their behavior. And then they will stonewall. And then they will avoid you. And then they will leave you hanging out there in the wind. Well, if they're going to leave you hanging in the wind, build your life up. Redirect yourself. Grab onto that vacation. Grab onto your life and go make the best of it. And just enjoy what you have. And if they want to sit in their own misery, let them. Let them. Don't buy it, though. If you're going to buy it, you're buying their lifestyle. They also have this sense of the, this, this gaslighting thing. If they're going to tell you how crazy they, that you are, you have to realize that they're telling you how crazy they are. It's not about you. It's about them. And you have to understand that with narcissists. It is what pops out of their mouth are the very thoughts that they think of themselves. And you can even say, I'm sorry you think that about yourself. Well, I don't think that about myself. I think that about you. You did this. You did this. Well, I'm sorry you didn't feel that way. Well, that's a good point. Very nice. Glad to hear it. You know, just deflect, folks. You don't absorb this crap. Also, um... We, if we want to heal from this stuff, learn grounding techniques and self-soothing messages. Go out there and exercise. Do fitness. Take care of yourself. Surround yourself. If you're the smartest person in the room, go surround yourself with people that are smarter than you. If you're the most emotionally stable person in the room, go to a room where people are more stable than you are. That's how we live a good life. If we're going to surround ourselves with a narcissist, you better go out and get yourself some healthy people so that you know what healthy actually looks like. And then you let them swim around their own little baby pool. All right. You also have to allow yourself to, be, to grieve and be angry. When you discover that you're in the middle of a relationship with a narcissist and you're finally figuring out that you're a codependent and lost your whole soul to their life, you have to begin to start rebuilding. So, yeah, you have, you have the right to grieve. You have the right to be angry. But don't live in it. Move on. You got to move on without them emotionally. I'm not saying go get a divorce. I'm just saying emotionally unhinge. They don't have to mean as much to you as they used to. They don't have to mean as much to you as they think they're supposed to mean to you. And once they start getting that message, they start to t tone down. But the problem is they'll go find somebody else to be codependent for them. Also, you want to have a no contact in its true form. Many victims of narcissistic abuse prolong their suffering by leaving a window open that the narcissist decides to reach out. Don't leave windows open for the narcissist. They will take it. If you're trying to solve something yourself with a narcissist and not somebody to help you, not a good idea. 
you want to make hard decisions and move on and new choices and stay there. Don't keep the window open for them to re-injure you. All right, that's our show. I want to thank everybody for listening. You know, I, I love hearing from you. And you could do that at voiceamerica.com, the Empowerment Channel, Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Now remember, how many narcissists does it take to change a light bulb? None. They all use gaslighting. Also, billions of graves around the world are full of people who waited for a narcissist to apologize, change, and validate all the pain they've caused. I'll say, also, they, they call it a selfie because a narcissist is too hard to spell. Thanks for listening, everybody. That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you.